Welcome to another episode of Nuclear Revenge. Let's get to it. This will be a long one so grab some popcorn. Story by excellent underscore usual underscore 9708. Broadway to protect identity, all the names are made up and blah blah blah. Let me start with a little background. Me 28 male and my wife 26 female married 3 years ago and have been together for 6 years. When we meet I was already in my third year of college for a special branch of a very productive industry something. Like the US Army you go to a different country for a few months, do some really dangerous jobs, and get paid a lot, come back a few months and so on. In the beginning, I was going for 6, 8, or even 10 months away in order to promote as fast as possible. Now I win around 4 years of medium salary in my country in just 3 months. Is a hard job but I love it. My wife was very supportive and I always knew that is very hard for her to have this kind of lifestyle. I always tried to spoil her and compensate for my time spent away from her with tons of gifts and trips to exotic places. Two years ago when I came home after an extended contract, I had to stay almost two more months because all flights and borders got shut down during COVID but got 20% extra salary during this time. She told me she can't take it anymore she goes crazy alone at home and she has nothing to do. She lost her job during COVID and did not want to work again after that which I fully support her because I wanted her to be happy and money was not a problem. I was petrified and at first, I believed she want to break up. Then she continued with I love you so much and I want you to give me a baby so I can take care of him and have a little bit of you when you are gone on contracts. After 5 months of hard work with no women in a 100 kilometers range making a baby was done very fast. And multiple times just to be sure, if you know what I am talking about. I was nervous for the first month because we always feared we may not be able to make a baby, for the first 4 years we did not use any kind of protection except pull out and she never got pregnant. But after a few weeks, she wakes me up with a long kiss and a smile on her face and then shows me the test result. I was the happiest man alive. Everything changed I was a man now I was a father I was on top of the world. I was going with her on every doctor's appointment and during the contract, I was asking for echo sounds instead of nude smiles. The birth had no complications and everything went amazing. One month later I go on another contract to make some money that should cover every need for our little baby. Halfway through this contract, I received a text from my wife that shattered my life. The text was short and simple and I would never forget those four words that sent me into the deepest depression I had ever had I want a divorce. I did not understand I tried to call her to find out what happened and nothing. After a few days of talking back and forth, she said. I want a divorce so I can marry the love of my life. I was already preparing my suitcase because I made a request to my company to send me back as an emergency. When I got home she and the baby was gone. Two weeks later I was in court to settle the divorce. During this, I found out that she had a lover for well over four years and she plans to marry him as soon as the divorce is done. Now the laws in my country are different and I knew that my first priority should be a really good lawyer. My wife had a really shitty one and she decided to speak by herself without the help of a lawyer most of the time. Her whole idea was I am a woman and he is never home. Well even if the laws usually favor women in my country cheating is considered to be a break of contract, wedding contract and she wanted to take full custody of our children in order for me to pay child support. I was not letting this happen. I talked with my lawyer and an accountant and it seems that I only had to pay child support for my base salary my danger bonus is not included in child support because is for my life risk and mine alone. And because the company pays fewer taxes on the bonuses, I have a lot of them and my base salary is around 10% of my income. When she found out that she would take almost nothing from child support and I gave her the option of me taking full custody of the child, with a no contact rule, and I will never ask her for child support she agreed in a second. Basically, she agreed to get out of our lives. 
We even changed the birth certificate of the child to me the father and a blank space for the mother. She gave up any kind of claim on the baby. During the trial, her lover was asked to come as a witness. And the idiot agreed. He is an ally express version of Andrew Tate. An alpha man who treats women like shit and this seems to turn her on, and has a pretty good income he has a small company. Less than half my salary but he is always home and it still is a lot for our country. Now during the trial, he said they cheated behind my back for three years and that the baby is his, and she tricked me to make her a baby in order not to find out about her cheating. He said all this just to make me feel horrible, I guess because this is actually kinda illegal, something like alienating the love and other law terms my lawyer explained to me, he basically said I knew they are married but I decided to ruin the marriage. Now at this point, the child situation was already done and an agreement was signed. The judge asked my wife if it was true and she said yes and ordered a DNA test just to confirm. After the DNA test that confirmed what they said the judge said she will let me cancel the agreement and settle the situation again with my wife now that the child is not biologically mine. I said no your honor. This child is mine and I want to keep him. The judge was stunned for a minute but then she said, well if the agreement is a valid contract and since you don't want to avoid it then Mr. L you are a father and no one can take that child away from you in my country it doesn't matter who is the biological parent it matters who is the parent in the documents. And since he knew he is the father since the beginning and did not come to the hospital to declare it he automatically cancelled all his paternal claims. Sounds stupid but it makes sense in order to protect the idea of a family and if a man recognize a fatherless child at the hospital he should not fear that the biological father will come back in order to protect the value of family and encourage people to do a good thing and start a family and things like that. Now the divorce was over I got my baby and my wife was out of my life. The first thing I did was hire three babysitters to work 8 hours a day so my child has 24-7 someone to stay with him and I have time to prepare my revenge. I started two separate companies with the help of an online assistant from India. You can hire them kinda cheap and they do whatever you need online. This guy made two super professional companies one in industrial credits, giving money to businesses for a lower rate than banks, and the second one was a copycat of my ex-company but this one was in the same city as his. Both were made just for one client my ex-wife's lover. My assistant started sending tons of ads to my credit company to him. Emails targeted Google slash Facebook ads etc. I was sure that he knows that if he needs money this is the place he can take a lot with low rates. Next, I made a lot of advertising for the second company. But the company had only the machines and the rented space and only one worker, the cleaning lady smiles, every time someone call for the company services they got immediately declined because we are overbooked. My ex-lover, let's call him D, was one of them. Multiple times actually and he goes mad every time he got rejected because he sees how big the competition is. Now it was the time to give him the bait. Because my company had some problems in the main country I don't even know in which country this company was registered they changed the management and wanted to make a fast profit so the regional manager wanted to sell some of the equipment. When he heard this he started calling and sending emails to buy them out. The response was something like, we are an international company we can't sell the brand but we can sell some equipment. It was illegal for me to sell the company without showing him the accountant's data which was empty but equipment I could sell just with a simple contract. He wanted the competition out of his city he did not need the equipment. Sue the manager give him a deal. If you buy our equipment for let's say. Three times the price we can say in the contract that we will not make business again in this city. In just two hours I received calls and emails from my first company for a credit for that equipment and blah blah. I knew he was out of money because he spent a lot on his future wedding with my ex-wife. I've sent him a contract. Based on our evaluation the equipment is not worth that money so he will need to give us a guarantee, his company, and he is not allowed to sell any equipment or parts of his company until he pays everything back and if he is behind in payment for 6 months straight I get all of it. Also in the contract, 
I stated that the credit company will buy that equipment directly, basically I just give myself my money. And I made sure every single word of the contract is legal and is a deal good enough for him to take it. Later that same day he sent me the signed contract. Now normally he should be able to pay for everything even if the clients he hoped he will get from this company leaving are non-existent, he still should be able to pay if he gives me around 80% of his company income for the next 5 years. Fast forward a bit. In the day of the wedding, I go to give them an envelope, in my country you give money in envelopes as a wedding gift, he starts to laugh at me and tell me to get out because I am not invited and he doesn't need my money. I smiled and I told him to open it. He looked inside and he was expecting to come to court next week. He laughed and asked what is this and I told him see you in court, enjoy your wedding night. The next week he came, I was suing him for child support. As I said in my country if you are aware that you have a child and refuse to go to the hospital to recognize him you are no longer the father but you are still forced to pay child support and is actually an increased rate because you tried to dodge responsibility like running from a car accident scene. He did not want to pay so he tried to say that he wants the child or co-custody that he is the biological and blood and blah blah. This made me happy because I wanted to drag the trial as much as possible to drain him of all his money. But I couldn't after the judge saw all his declarations during the divorce trial she ended the trial really fast and forced him to pay me 40% of his, and his company income, since the child was born until he will finish college or I get married. And guess who did not manage to pay? And guess who is the new owner of his company? Now I don't work anymore I just run his company and spend almost all my time with my child. Try to sexually harass my grandma, you might take back a nub. Story by Proud underscore Fisherman underscore 5233. Setting the early 60s, medium-sized Midwestern city, local neighborhood bar. The title of this story comes from my grandma's old saying. See, my grandma always carries a switchblade in her purse for protection and she said if anyone ever tried to attack her, they might get her but she's gonna take a piece of them, hence her term I'll take back a nub. Some context about my grandma before we get into story time. My grandma was born in the deep south back in the 30s. She was one of four sisters whom I will refer to for the rest of this as the four sisters. My family decided to migrate up to a northern Midwest city in the 50s. Just for clarification, my family is African American, so if you know anything about United States history, you would understand why they would want to escape the deep south during this time period. My grandma was 20-something when she moved north with her husband my grandfather. The rest of her family her sisters, mother, and uncle, also moved up north. Because of housing discrimination, my grandparents were forced to live in a black neighborhood. The rest of the family also lived in this neighborhood and were basically within walking distance of each other. The thing to know about the four sisters was that they were all spitfires. They are some of the most caring women you can know and were all excellent mothers and grandmothers but they were not to be trifled or messed with. If you crossed one of the, that might be your ass. This was especially true of my grandmother, who was of 5 feet 1 inch and fairly petite. The four sisters were quite the characters and it didn't take the neighborhood long to know of these four sisters because of their crazy antics. They also loved hanging together on the weekends either at one of their houses or sometimes at the local watering hole. On this particular night, my grandma wanted to go out for a few hours with her sisters. Only one could go Aunt C. My uncle, my grandma's oldest son, was in charge of watching his siblings for a few hours on this lovely Saturday night as my grandma dressed to the nines and headed down about half a mile to the local bar to meet up with her sister. This was a pretty small bar that got a lot of regulars. My grandma had been there dozens of times and had plenty of stories to tell about her time there with her sisters and also with my grandfather. My grandma and Aunt C are lounging in the bar having a couple of drinks and cracking some jokes with some of the regulars when a new character is introduced to the scene. This guy's name is Leroy. He was a regular as well. 
To picture this guy wants you to think about a guy as skinny as Jimmy Walker, and about the height of Kevin Hart. Combine this and make him about the age of 40 and you'll have Leroy. Almost everyone will know Kevin Hart but if you're not sure who Jimmy Walker is look up the sitcom Good Times and you'll figure out who he is. Leroy was a regular at the bar too but then again, Leroy was a regular at almost every bar in town. You see kids, before the internet, online dating apps, and hookup sites, the way most people met was at bars. Our good friend Leroy was notorious for wanting to have one night rendezvous with the ladies at the bar. Well everyone knew his game and after he has had a few one night stands with some of the ladies in the neighborhood, most now avoided him like the plague. This of course didn't stop him from going to bars on a weekend trying his best to shoot his shot and hoping a lovely filly might come home with him for the night. Leroy had flirted with my grandma and aunt on previous occasions and even though he was told that they were both happily married he kept trying to have conversations with them. As soon as he entered, he once again strolled over there trying to see if he could get some action with either of them. My grandma quickly told him not to waste his breath but he sat down anyway. What surprised my grandma was that behind Leroy was another dude. He was well over six feet tall and handsome. My grandma honestly couldn't recall this guy's name so we'll call him a jerk. My grandma knew right away that this Billy D. Williams wannabe was gonna try to sweet talk and charm his way into some ladies' pants that night. It seems that he had his sights set on his first target, which would be, of course, my grandmother and my Aunt C. It seems like our good friend Leroy was gonna try to be jerk's wingman. He started off with some small talk to my grandma couldn't tell her how gorgeous she was and something about you know getting lost with heater eyes and all the other nonsense. My grandma said that he had diarrhea of the mouth, and pretty much let what he said go on one ear and find the nearest exit. My grandma quickly shut this clown down and let it know she wasn't interested, so then he set his sights on my aunt. Now you know my aunt can take care of me my grandma was always a little protective of her. Jerk made a comment about how nice my aunt's thighs were as he looked lustfully at her. My grandma quickly told this fool that my aunt was married and not interested in his nonsense. This is where the story changes and revenge come into place. I'm gonna try to write this dialogue as best as she recalls it. Grandma she's not interested and she is happily married. Jerk she can speak for herself. Jerk your legs must be tired because you've been running through my mind all night, yes this fool used a pickup line. Grandma are you hard of hearing or something or a little slow, I told you she's married and not interested. Jerk bitch you talk too much. Maybe I'll put what's my pants down your throat, he actually said his dick, but not sure if I can use that word. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where shit got real. Yes, everybody else in the bar knew you wouldn't and shouldn't talk to my grandma that way. She didn't play for that nonsense. This is one of those times where you could actually hear a pin drop as everyone got quiet. My grandma exploded with an expected what the fuck did you just say? My grandma was seething with anger but jerk face played off as it wasn't a good idea. My aunt C knew it was about to go down. She grabbed my grandma and started leading me to the door. You see my sister knew what many other people knew and that is my grandma kept a 38 snub nose revolver in her purse and typically kept a very sharp switchblade wrapped up in her bra. My aunt tried to lead my grandma out of the bar to avoid any more confrontation but my grandma wasn't having it. As she was being pushed out the door by my aunt and another male customer, my grandma seized a nearby beer glass and flung it toward jerk. Fortunately, the glass didn't hit him and erupted close to his feet but it certainly got his attention. This well over 6, well over 200 pounds man jumped out of his chair and stormed towards my grandma saying that he will kick her ass. My grandma replies bringing on. She eventually gets fully outside and he decides to come outside. He's a little apprehensive because a couple of the neighborhood bar dudes had gotten up to see this and he's afraid they might get involved, you know since it's unacceptable for a man to hit a woman and all that jazz. The guys said they were not gonna do anything and just wanna watch. 
My grandma quickly pulled out the switchblade that she had in her bra, unwrapped it from the paper and looked him in the eyes, and said come on motherfucker. You would think at this point any civilized person might be apologizing further for the crude language he used earlier or you would think that the guy, seeing that my grandma had heels on, might just walk away knowing she's probably not gonna chase after them. Do you think this clown chose either option? If you said he chose neither option, you would be correct, let's give you a prized son. What a woman with a switchblade bearing down on him he decides to stand his ground and doubles down by again calling my grandmother a bitch and telling her he's going to beat her ass. He next starts putting up his fist ready it's ready to go to town. No worries, no one says my grandma has to fight fair. You see, what this clown forgot about was my aunt. While Jerk has his fists up ready to start striking like he is Mike Tyson, my aunt has conveniently taken off one of her high heel shoes. She uses the heel to bash him right in the shoulder blades. Of course, this staggers our young Jerk. As he turns looking at my aunt screaming obscenities, it gave my grandma time to come and slice this fool right in the side. As our young jerk howls in pain, my grandma says to him maybe I'll slice something else off. The jerk staggered sideways looking at T. Lee's two infuriated women one with her high heel still in her hand and the other with a switchblade with the sight of his blood on it. Don't worry he wasn't too badly hurt as she sliced him but didn't stab him. By this time a few other people are stepping in and trying to calm the situation down and jerk left the scene. The Aftermath My grandmother heard from others that the jerk went to the hospital and got treatment for getting sliced on the side. This was the 60s so no cops were called and if they had been called, they probably would have been really slow getting to the scene. No idea what he told the hospital staff and doctors but regardless heard he got patched up and was no worse to wear. Rumor has it that he ended up moving to Chicago a few months later. He never tried to get revenge on my grandma for this so there's that. My grandma says she wasn't gonna tell my grandfather about what happened he was a road trucker and was out of town when this event happened, but you know how things quickly go through the grapevine. He, of course, scolded her for this but she just gave him a wicked smile and said that the asshole deserved it and that he came at her so it was self-defense anyway. Not sure that's exactly entirely true but that's what she's sticking with. My grandma continued going to that bar every once in a while and was a bit of a legend. Our friend Leroy ended up being the epitome of a deadbeat dad. Rumor has it that he has something like 10 kids with 8 or 9 different women. My grandma still has the switchblade and yeah she showed it to me. It's somewhere in her massive collection of items now, otherwise, I'd attach a picture of it. I also learned that my grandma is a woman of her word because she actually took back a nub in the form of an ounce of flesh from this asshole. Hopefully, you enjoyed this story about my grandma. She has told me the story a few times and was a little fuzzy on couple details, as she's in her 90s now, but I'll do my best to answer any questions. TLDR Grandma goes to the bar with her sister to be sexually harassed by this asshole who can't take no for an answer. The moron uses obscenities and calls my grandma derogatory names so she and my aunt get paid back on the fool outside the bar by slicing him with a knife. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.